0: Welcome to another episode of inspired by Yarra. This is our opportunity to sit down with Yarra Old Grammarians. Those who have walked these paths, sat in these seats, played on these sporting fields, acted on the stage and sometimes sat in the audience here at Yarra Valley Grammar. We're a, a fine educational institution in the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. Yarra Valley Grammar has a fine tradition of uh, education and we're very proud of not only those students and uh, our local community here who are part of it here in the year 2018 and 2019. But indeed the history of great students who have uh, been part of our school and have gone on to do some extraordinary and wonderful things. Not only here in Australia but around the world and today's guest here is no exception. I'm delighted to bring to you this conversation that I had uh, with Peter Russell Clark from the class of 1986. Peter is an industrial designer at Apple. And here we get to sit down and talk a little bit about his reflections on Yarra and his time here. But how travel has very much been a part of his journey and how he continues to uh, um, I guess get insights into what's uh, coming next. In the world of technology and design and uh, I even asked him for a little um snippet of what might be coming up soon but uh mum's the word he wasn't able to share too much. But there's lots of fascinating information and a great story that he does share with us today in episode 15 of Inspired by Yarra. Please stick around at the end where we'll share with you other ways that you can stay connected to the yog community. That is the Yarra Old Grammarians. Enjoy this episode with Peter Russell Clark from the class of 1986. Well, welcome back to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And today we are thrilled to be linking with the other side of the world. And uh, Mr. Peter Russell Clark from the class of 1986... Joins us and uh, Peter a special welcome to you over the internet
1: Thank you very much and very nice to speak to you
0: Peter. Just remind us. Where are you calling from now? And uh, why are you there?
1: I am uh, in San Francisco in California Uh, I've been here about 12 years and I um, Before that I was in London. So I, I came to California to work at Apple
0: Excellent, so you're a an industrial designer with Apple What role does that play in uh, in that great company that we know so well?
1: well industrial design is um, one of those uh, skills um, or professions that uh, Touches a lot of people, but not many people actually know what it is. So we design the physical objects um that apple sells so everything from the phone to the watch to the mac um we design what it looks like what it feels like how to interact with it in um, the materials it's made from and all that sort of thing so we start with sketches with getting pencils out on a, on a in a sketchbook and draw and think about it and then go right through to computer modelling and, um, and engineering to a certain extent and work with the manufacturers to, to make the products that you see and feel and hopefully use.
0: So everything we love about our Apple iPhone or our, our MacBook or our uh, Apple Watch these days, you've had a hand in that?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. For the last 12 years or so, it's um, the, the physical um, nature of it, We get involved a little bit in the software but it's it's really the um, the physical um, part of the product the hardware as such. Yeah. So yeah we we're a small group um my boss is a guy called Jonathan Ive um and we yeah we work on all the all those products.
0: Yeah that's great. You were here at uh, Yarra Valley Grammar in 1986 and I wonder yes. did you have a favorite place On the property here somewhere did you spend a considerable amount of time on the sporting fields or in the swimming pool on stage Outside the principal's office. Where (laughs) where did you hang out?
1: Unfortunately when I was there, we didn't have a swimming pool. I would have loved that well Maybe we did later on I'm I'm trying to remember when the pool arrived, but I spent a lot of time um, Playing hockey I played hockey um, at Yarra Valley from year seven through to year twelve. Um I spent a lot of time uh playing football, kick to kick, um every lunchtime, all that sort of thing. I spent a lot of time in the graphics department as well. Um and it was a real mix. I was one of those kids at school that was sort of never necessarily the best at any one thing, but was sort of second best at a lot of things. <laughs> and so I, I really enjoyed um all sorts of subjects. Uh, And and all sorts of sports and so I was I was involved in a lot of different things Um, Just sort of going about my day, but really enjoying my time there
0: There's no doubt that an education at a place like Yarra gives you the opportunity to uh, Be broad in your experiences and try lots of different things Can you recall something that you tried while you were at Yarra that you never thought you would?
1: That's a good question um it, it, to me, it opened my eyes. I went to um, Croydon Primary um, before that, and a lot of my friends were going to Croydon High or Maroondah High nearby, and um, I thought I was going there initially, and then my parents encouraged me to, to try out Yarra Valley. And I remember being a bit unsure because my, most of my friends had gone elsewhere, and then just walking into the grounds of Yarra Valley, it just opened my eyes. Not just the opportunities of the facilities there, but also um, it drew in people from a, a lot of different places around Melbourne, but then also a lot of different cultures um, and socio sort of um, areas, and so. It really um, broadened my experience. So it wasn't sort of necessarily one thing um, but just the overall attitude um, and breadth of the people and staff, you know, students and staff um, at the school uh, really opened my eyes to uh, to a lot more than I had experienced before.
0: Yes, and and you mentioned before that uh, you you were able to try a whole range of different things and and not necessarily the best at anything. I wonder who were the social group or who were the kids that you spent time with and how did that influence your experience at Yarra?
1: It was interesting. I, I, was, I was thinking about this just the other day. I, I was one of those kids that um, migrated between groups. And so I, I felt like I never, and I still do now, I never have liked being pigeonholed or classified as one sort of character or another and so there was the trendy kids, or the sporty kids, or the really academic kids, or the bit rough kids. I sort of could dabble in each of those groups, and not necessarily, you know, identify solely with one of them. But I, I could be friends with with a whole uh, different sort of characters that sometimes only exist in one. And I think that that um, allowed me to, you know, in, in later life, to really be able to communicate with lots of different people from different walks of life um, that maybe, you know, I don't naturally um, associate with, but having that experience at Yarrow where there are different sort of cliques, but if you move between those cliques, then you're you're not um, categorized in one way or the other.
0: Yes. school like Yarra can no doubt, uh, it does influence a person's character and their values and and sort of that foundational stuff. And I wonder if you can describe your bigger picture experience of Yarra and and maybe how that impacts uh, your view on uh, your work, the people that you associate with now. You know how, how, has Yarra laid that foundation for you?
1: Um it was interesting with probably the closest relationship to the work that I do now was in the graphics department. And we had a fantastic teacher, um, called Mr. Maggs, I think at the time. And he, I, I don't know how long he was at the school for, but I, I think it was forever. Uh, and he, um, my experience before was that teachers were those people that you were not really accessible. And, um, they held themselves in a different esteem and it was him and and a number of others that i realized i could communicate with sort of one-on-one and had that um, relationship that it wasn't quite as frightening i feel as i could trust them and 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 talk to them and and learn therefore learn a great deal from uh so uh, yeah that was that was quite a, a significant um learning experience for me um at the school uh, and then just the the opportunities you um, we had incredible athletes at the school around around my time, a lot of people that went on to um, be in the Olympics. There was um, Dave Colbert was I think in the year be- before me, and I think he won a silver medal at the Olympics in the long jump. And um, there was a couple, there was a quite a number of guys and um, we played hockey with Lachlan Elmer was one of them, and um, we both played in the first eleven when we were in year seven and uh, he went on to play more than 100 games for Australia in hockey and there was a number of other guys um, at the time as well and just having those experiences that you realize you're just a little kid from Croydon and yet you can go on and you know play or perform on a world stage and and Yara really showed me that opportunity that Anyone can and you can if you work hard enough, whether it be on the sports food or in the in the classroom.
0: That's fascinating that you mentioned um, we have interviewed uh, David Culbert uh, from the class of 1984 and uh, and he shared a little bit about his experiences in sport and and you know, really competing at the highest level in sport and I wonder whether you might comment, you know, what was it about Yarra that and and maybe even in that era that Whether you call it the Yarra spirit and maybe you can describe what Yarra spirit is all about but what was going on to have so many people there who went on to do such great things and I would put yourself in that same category to to be working at Apple and you know that would be an an organization that many many people would love to be able to work uh, with and for Um, what was going on back in those days.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was it was an incredible place just walking in at the time. That it was quite a young school compared to many of the grammar schools around Melbourne at the time, but there was a, a great energy uh, and the sporting teams were incredible. Uh, and I don't know whether it was just a, a luck of the time or or you know incredible facilities that were there. Um, and I think you know, success breeds success. That um, you have a few good. People, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I was two years below Dave, and I remember um, at the sports days, uh, and they'd have to move the line where he'd jump, you know, way back you know, because he'd jump over the end of the pit. And you know, I, as a kid, I, I. Look up to and think, okay, I'm going to try that. Then I wouldn't even meet meet the pit. I think he even did the the high jump, not that it was his. And looking up at the bar and thinking, that's incredible. That bar is higher than I am. How can people possibly jump it? But it was inspiring. And so, if you don't have those people who are reaching those got those goals at an early age, then you have nothing to strive for. And I think, again, there was academically it was like that, and sporting field and there was also a, a number of guys in the in the hearing unit at the time who were incredibly gifted um there was one guy alistair giles i think his name was and he he ended up winning incredible uh, academic awards i think he got the top award in my year uh, and you know there was there was just these these people who were you know incredible at the time and i hadn't I hadn't had that. I hadn't had to work very hard when I was in primary school. I'd done quite well within that context. And then you move on to the next context and uh, being high school at at Yarra. And there's people who were far better than you in a number of different fields And, and you strive for that. And then I moved on to RMIT and realized there's better people than me at that. And I'd move and try harder and then ended up moving to London to do my master's and, worked even harder again and I think each step you take um, uh, you're faced with new challenges because of the environment that you are and you push you even harder because of those those people that you associate with.
0: I agree with that and, and you're absolutely right that the people around you do impact and influence uh, perhaps the level at which you work and and the your ability to keep pushing forward. Um, and you mentioned there that you, you left Yarra, you went to RMIT and then eventually to London to study there. And, and what's your association now back with Australia or is your life now overseas? You, do you travel regularly back to Australia? When was the last time you were here?
1: I was actually back in, um, April, I think it was. Was it this year or last year? I think it was this year, um, I, I was invited very kindly to open an exhibition um, that was on in the Melbourne Town Hall um, about Melbourne design. And so it was a, it was a history of um, design in Melbourne, everything from the refrigerator to, to the um, banknotes. Um, it was called Black Box, and it was um, the, the guy who invented the Black Box in aeroplanes um, was from Melbourne and And so it was a uh, there was a selection of about fifty or so designs and and I was invited to come back and, and open the exhibition in Melbourne and got to meet the little mayor and various people and it was it was a really lovely occasion and I, I don't have I don't have a great um, association workwise with Melbourne um, just in the last 26 or so, 27 years I've been away. I come back and visit my parents and my my family um, every couple of years, but uh, I'd love to get back more often. Uh, It's just uh, the way the work is these days and I certainly would love to be there more often, Uh, but I I travel a lot, but often, not often enough to to Melbourne.
0: Yes, I wonder how much of Yarra. You would still recognise if you came back now. There's certainly some changes and uh, and even you know, even as we speak now um, changes on the way and new buildings and and progress and uh, look that's what happens across the board. But uh, there's something special about coming back to your own school as well that uh, you know there's bits that you would recognise and and treasure and there's other bits that you go, what have they done? <laughs> I, I remember I used to have lunch under that tree and that tree's not yeah. even there anymore.
1: Right, well, I did come back um, I think it was two, last time I was back with, with my family and um, my wife and um, I now have two kids but with my, my first child uh, and I took them there to see the school and we, we drove in and um, and had a look around and changed uh, a nappy on the sports field um, there so um, yeah I, I, I was very proud to show my wife who, who is American uh, around um, a little bit around the school I, I didn't you know, interrupt too many classes <laughs> but uh, just to just to have a look and it was incredible to see how it's grown and um, in, in the day but still just such a beautiful place to be you know, incredible um, the grounds are just stunning. Yeah, you know, it's it's an amazing place and you know, it's such a luxury to have.
0: And and often I think we need people uh, from the outside or visiting back to remind us of how beautiful it is. Because when you're here you know, all the time and you you, you can take it for granted. Until somebody comes back and says wow, this is amazing and, and that's when you stop and go yeah, actually this is absolutely fantastic. What a great place to learn and to work and to play together. It, it is beautiful.
1: Yeah. I think if it, it, you look back now and think if you, if you, uh, if you can't succeed with the opportunities that you can get at Yarra Valley, then, then you're doing something wrong. I think <laughs> it, it, it couldn't be the, um, there couldn't be a better place to have, have those opportunities. I think it's, uh, it's wonderful.
0: You're listening to Inspired by Yarra and uh, we're speaking today with Peter Russell Clark from the class of 1986. And Peter you just mentioned there that uh, Yarra or a place like Yarra provides a foundation, a platform upon which to perhaps produce your best. I wonder to you what does success mean to you? You've talked about some sporting icons that you are here with not only in the art and the visual, you've talked about being a parent. What does success look like to you?
1: It's a tough question. Uh, I, to me, it's freedom, I think. Um, it's freedom of choice. Uh, and I think when I feel as though I've done well, it means that I have the opportunity to make the choices that I want to make, not I'm forced to make Uh and that seems like an incredible luxury to me. Um, if we're in a position that we can um, choose to be the the right type of person that we believe in, you know, if we think that it's good to to work in a certain way, to behave in a certain way, to have those those freedoms is is a lovely thing. And um, whether it's you know with with the family and the choices that I can make with the family or financially what I can I can do, um, or, you know, within being able to support a charity that I wasn't able to do previously. It's all those sort of things that to me are successful and you know choosing a choosing a career rather than being forced into a career. Um and it's all the little bits of hard work along the way, um, that eventually get you to the point where you have that freedom of choice, I think is um, is is probably success in in my mind.
0: Yes You've talked with us today uh, about success and uh, and the freedom to choose and and we've mentioned that you're in a position where you're able to uh, choose to do work that you love. Um, I wonder how powerful that position is for you. How important is it to be able to do work that you love?
1: Oh, it's vital. I and I don't think I I don't know how i stumbled across this profession in a way um it it was a it was one of those fortunate things that there was a number of um chances that came together uh, i used to love art and graphic design and um maths and physics and things like that there was a weird mix that didn't seem to um align with any particular profession it seemed too disparate and then um someone told me about industrial design and i should go to an interview and um at rmit and see what it is and i couldn't think of i'm not sure it's the same now but we had to have eight choices for our uh, to go to university you put down eight different courses and so i didn't have a choice for my eight choice and someone's put down an industrial design and I was going through my interview and I didn't really want to go I was supposed to play golf that day and I didn't feel like turning up and it was my mother that said oh you should go along it's a good experience and so I went along and I was not feeling particularly good about it and I was a bit disappointed that I was supposed to be playing golf and sort of went through the interview half-heartedly and then the they asked me, "So what, what, what is industrial design to you?" I said, "I have no idea." And, and they said they weren't sure whether I was being a bit of a smart aleck or whether I was being honest. And this, uh, they, they stopped the interview and said, "Why don't you go downstairs and look at the exhibition of some of the student work?" And I went down and suddenly thought my god this is this is exactly what I want to do. This is a culmination of all these strange things that have just come together in one profession and I ran back upstairs and said, "Can we just start over again <laughs> and uh, and from then on i've I've loved what I do it's um I've been very fortunate to really enjoy creating things um to to make and to think of new ideas and new. New ways of doing stuff and how we how that we interact and how we um, you know just to create things that we can enjoy and inspire and hopefully benefit society in some way. Um, and it, it feels as though I'm learning every day, and I still, after whatever many years in this career, um, every day I go to work and I I learn something new and um, keeps me keeps me getting up in the morning.
0: That's a a fantastic uh place to be and and what a wonderful story and we've got a lot to thank those people on the interview panel who were able to let you run downstairs and then that caught you on fire and then you're able to come back and resume and and clearly we also need to say thank you to your mum who made you go along (laughs) to the interview in the first (laughs) place. Exactly,
1: (laughs) exactly. That's terrific. That's what mums are for aren't they.
0: Absolutely to to nudge and prod us in the right direction from time to time. I wonder, do you have, uh, clearly you have a, a strong work ethic, you have creativity that you bring to the fore and you get to explore that and express that every day. I wonder whether you have some structure or rhythm and routine in your life that helps you keep performing at your best, whether it's a, um, a a morning rhythm or routine that you, or certain habits that are part of your, um, schedule that are really important to you.
1: I think, I, I live in San Francisco, but I commute down to Silicon Valley, to Cupertino every day, um, which is about, with the traffic's bad about an hour's journey in the morning. Um, and Silicon Valley, it's very technology-centric. And yet, I'm not a tech guy. I, I really actually understand very little about how how things work in technology. It's not It's not my interest. My interest is in making nice things uh, for people. And the technology is, is one of those enablers that happen, but it's not the driving force for me. And so I like to escape from technology a little bit. And for me, it's not so much a daily routine, but it's, it's getting away and I go trail running or rock climbing or um, get out into nature and um, spend a little time away from everything. Um, Unfortunately my wife enjoys that too and so we tend to really um, escape a little bit and it's a great way to clear our minds uh, and then get back into into it. Uh, It's just a it's quite an intense world around in Silicon Valley there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things going on and it's, but it's, San Francisco is uh, not a bad place to live to get out of um, the city as well, enjoy, enjoy the nature.
0: I wonder, and, and I love that notion of, of finding balance and uh, as you suggest there's a, a notion that Silicon Valley is going to be high-tech and and sort of fast-paced and, and creative and all those things and yet to find the balance within that, get back to nature uh, and I love that idea. Um, I wonder whether there is something that either you've created, something you've made or something that you use regularly that you just love the design of, you know, whether it's a a piece of Apple um, hardware or for me it would be a a fountain pen. I love to use a pen and and I've got a certain pen that just fits my hand beautifully and I love to write with it. I wonder if there's an object that you like the way it, it Works and the way you use it and feel it and touch it.
1: That's such a great question, and I should have the perfect answer, and <laughs> I can't think of it off the top of my head. But this, this, I I love um, products that almost feels that they haven't been designed. The I love uh, tools, things that just um, work great in a sort of weird way that they're a little quirky, a little odd, but when you Fit it over a nut or a bolt and it just works well uh, and it it feels as though and particularly uh, very old old things that have just through the centuries haven't really changed because they just fit in the hand well and the hand hasn't changed for, for a very long time and so there's no need to redesign it um, uh, and I, I love things like that that just have evolved over time uh, and have, have reached a pinnacle of their um, of their uh, their design and they don't need to move on uh, the anonymous designers of hundreds of years ago that that made these these pieces and and they just continue um, you, know, you could call it a bicycle one of those types of products that just evolved into a incre- incredibly efficient tool for getting from a to b in um and um, hammers or spanners or whatever it might be those, those sort of um, utilitarian products I, f- I feel as soon as you start messing around with it and trying to over design and then they become less interesting to me.
0: Yeah that's that's fascinating. I wonder just to bring it back to Yara again for a moment, I wonder whether um, you'd be familiar with the the old school motto Levavi oculus. To lift up my eyes and I wonder what that term or that phrase or that idea means to you to lift up your eyes
1: and, uh, It's something that I Don't think of um, consciously, but I, I believe I, I um, live by uh, every day of always always looking out for um, uh, Not just opportunities and that sounds a little uh, little uh, as though it's a a business motto but just keeping our eyes open for for new ways of doing things of new behaviors or, or how people um live their life and just keeping open-minded i guess to differences and and enjoy and celebrate those differences by by opening our eyes to um to different situations uh, so for me it's it's really um, observing uh, everything around you and and not taking things for granted and and seeing opportunities in the way um, people do things differently and and um, the things around us a uh, things of joy and beauty and and, and something that we should uh, look up for and be inspired by
0: Peter we're really grateful for your time that you've uh, you've given up this afternoon for us it's the afternoon for you it's later in the evening i think maybe a couple of days yeah. behind
1: yeah <laughs> something like
0: that <laughs> um just uh, in closing i wonder whether you might take the opportunity to give us a, a 30 second brag what's working really well for you now what's something that's um that that you're creating or something you're working on that you're pretty excited about
1: For me, I've I've got to that point where I I can really start to enjoy um, giving a little bit back to some of the institutions that I do. um, uh, I'm a visiting professor uh, back in London at the Royal College of Art, and I can go back there um, occasionally and and teach, um, and I can support a few things um, around. And so for me, I feel very fortunate and very happy that... um, having done the work that I'm doing, that I'm starting to be able to just um, support a few things that I've always wanted to do, and and that feels really, I'm proud of, and I can um, be proud of doing that with my family, so it's really good.
0: That's fantastic. And my final question today is whether you can give us the scoop on something that uh, we might <laughs> see next in if we uh, line up. <laughs> that,
1: That's one of those questions that will always be asked of Apple and, and you know that uh, probably one of the most secretive companies around. And so um, I unfortunately can't give you anything other than there's probably another phone, there's probably another Mac, there's probably another watch. Uh, and watch this space for new and exciting things. There's, there's certainly a lot of really great stuff going on right now.
0: That's tremendous. And and dare I say, are you able to look at those new products and recognise a, a tweak, a, a nudge, a hint that you had a part to play?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we work together as a team very much. And so all of us um, contribute um to the products we make and with little bits here and there it's some products more than others uh, but yeah there's always little little bits uh, in there and uh i'm not going to say which bits but uh yeah we've, we've you know over the years it's um it's it's funny when we first started to um, work on products and see people out on a train somewhere using using the phone for the first time or early iPods or whatever it was at the time It was it was exciting because not many people had them uh, And now it's sort of become a lot more ubiquitous uh, But it, it still is nice that we know we worked really hard on these products um, Together in the studio and and to see people enjoying this is a really great thing
0: Peter you have a lot to be proud of and we at Yara are certainly very proud of you and uh and perhaps not only is it suitable and appropriate that we call this show inspired by Yarra, but also uh, characters like yourself continue to inspire the young people who are here and, and the staff who are here at Yarra and indeed our Yarra Valley Grammar Community. So thank you so much for your time and thanks for being uh, a guest all the way from the other side of the world. Uh, from the class of 1986 here on inspired by Yarra. Mr. Peter Russell Clark, Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, great to talk to you.
0: Well there you go, what a fascinating opportunity to chat with Peter Russell Clark and hear of his adventures, international adventures. All inspired by Yarra and uh, love hearing about the way that uh, people when they leave Yarra, they continue to um, be influenced and uh, and inspired by the experiences of Yarra and Yen they grow, they spread their wings and uh, continue to impact internationally as we've heard just now. Hope you enjoyed episode 15 and if you're a part of the YOG community, if you're a Yara Old Grammarian, we'd love to encourage you to continue to stay in touch. Not only by listening to the podcast and and we're thrilled to have you part of uh, our podcast listening community, but also um via Facebook or LinkedIn. We've got a couple of ways that uh, you can certainly stay in touch and, and, as more and more people get on board with our YOG community, it continues to grow and strengthen. For example, you could follow us on LinkedIn. There's a group that we've named Yarra Old Grammarians Connect, uh, on LinkedIn and that would be a great way to stay in touch. Indeed if you are in touch with other YOGs and uh, there's a story or an experience, or a uh, a life journey that you think would make for an interesting conversation and you'd like to hear it here on the inspired by Yarra podcast. I'd love you to uh, give us a shout out, mention it, uh, send me an email on podcast at yvg.vic.edu.au and we'll be sure to follow that up. My name is Paul Joy and it's been my pleasure to bring you this episode of inspired by Yarra. We hope you'll join us next time When again we share with you another exciting story of someone who has been inspired by Yarra and continues to be an inspiration both locally and further afield. We'll see you then. Bye for now.